Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Cooper and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This is a nice little episode. I think you'll probably start finding it because obviously we're all in lockdown. I'm going to be doing a lot more episodes um, with all kinds of different people because it was a kind of, I built up this list because I did this thing, uh, Suggestion Sunday, where every Sunday, surprisingly, I ask if there's anybody I should be speaking to, anybody you'd like me to speak to or whatever. And because of that, I built up this massive list of, of people. And then I have my own list, obviously, like the people I wanted to speak to as well and, and never really got the time to or couldn't get to until now. I've got the time. So working through them, I've been still kind of, as, you, as you're hearing, still kind of struggling to, to get it to sound how I want it to sound uh, when, when it's recorded. Skype being the, 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 the medium du jour that I'm using, experimenting with mics and stuff like that. And... You know what? I'm, yeah, it probably should be that I try and get it so it's absolutely perfect. So it sounds like you know, fucking uh, Sean Connery, uh, fucking it's singing in my life on that George Martin album. If if that's not too deep a cut, but it's beautifully recorded. And you can hear the nuances of the voices, and it's not going to get that straight away. I'm getting close. Once it's available, I can buy things and you can actually get things now because a lot of stores are sort of closed. Obviously, I'm upgrading some stuff now. I think this has been a, a massive check for a lot of bands and a lot of artists out there that your home studio should really need a bit of a kick up the arse, and that's what mine does. So occasionally, you know, there's some some clicks and some buzzes and stuff, and it's up and down to sort of sound point of view. I'll get better. I think I, am. I think this one was recorded is, is 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 getting a lot better. This one is with my friend Ian Johnson, who's from uh, the guitarist from King Voodoo. Before that, been in a kind of quite a few bands. I first kind of met him when he was in BDV. And we'll go through that. And this is a, what I like to balance the, the chats out. It's something that I, I got from Rogan and, and Smith and, and my mate Massey as well on, on the Midnight Mass podcast is if you do it about one thing all the time, that's great. But um, it kind of gets a, a little bit weird. So I kind of try and do some where they're, they're a little bit more serious than others. Some where the chats with friends, some where the chats with bands on various different levels, and I think that's better. I think people, are, will, I don't know, I do, yeah, enjoy that more. And it kind of, some episodes you might be like, oh, I don't fucking, I don't like this episode. That's fine, you go to the next one. Some episodes, the, the listening episode that I did, did one. I should do a lot more of them. The listening episode I did, where I talk to, uh, uh, through an album as it's playing. I'm going to do that again because they were like the some of the most listened to episodes who clearly people like them. But this one is to sit down with Ian Johnson in, in King Voodoo. So King Voodoo, quite a, a new band and um, kind of finding, you know, start, starting out and stuff. And, and kind of it's really interesting to see kind of their experience and his experience of the, of the, of the live scene as well. But moreover, it was just an excuse to talk to my friend, you know, to sort of someone who I've got a lot of time for. And, and so... You, you you get a bit of that, and so I think that these those are quite these are quite good ones to do. So, as you'll have seen on the social media, I put up a little kind of this is what's going on this week, and there's two reasons for that. One is I want people to see kind of what's going to be on the show and kind of get excited and go, oh, quite oh, that could be quite fun, or you know oh, that sucks and I won't listen to that, or this is pretty good or whatever. But also to kick myself up the arse and go right, well I put it up there now that these people are going to get interviewed, so I'm going to do that. And and I found that it really does. It's, it's nice to kick up the arse rather than kind of sitting in quarantine and, and kind of doing nothing. And I, I kind of, I'm, I'm not that person. I always want to kind of do the next thing. So as always, you know, all the suggestions that you make for people who I should talk to, they're all getting added to a huge list and it is huge. I was always worried that I would have not enough people to talk to. I, that's not going to be a problem ever. Um, so that's, that's, that's really, really, really good. And that's what I'm going to start doing. Maybe I, I have a couple each week as what I'm aiming for. There's also a really nice surprise coming this week. Um, it's not like I've got fucking James Heffield on or something like, you know, but it's a, it's a nice surprise, something that I've been kind of working with another band to kind of do, which I did before. Don't want to say yet because I want to give people something to, a little bit to look forward to and get like, oh, what's this? You know, this could do be quite good because I think people will dig. I think it's very cool. Fuck, I think it's cool. So, you know, if no one else does, then okay, <laughs> that's fair too. But that's a little surprise coming. So we've got, we had PK Malley and the feedback again, and people must think, oh, he's just fucking saying that. He's just saying the feedback's been fucking amazing. People message me. Like, one of my friends messaged me who, who, who we talked to, and he was like, you're doing really good content. Keep it up, man. That's it. 
Yeah, not a fucking, nothing crazy. And I just thought to myself, thanks a lot, like, you know, that that's, and I've had those messages where people are going, I'm enjoying it, I'm listening to it, and things are making me laugh and smile and, and quite interesting, that's cool. PK Malley's one was great, and it's it's kind of just getting out there. These things take a while. It, initially, you don't pick up your listeners, it takes a bit, but that's been really well received. This one is with Ian Johnson. I've got one coming up, uh, which would, I just recorded with, with, with Craig Inez. Um uh, which which is fantastic, which is all about guitar playing as well. That's a really good one to look forward to. That'll probably be the next one, more than likely it'll be the next one. And then I've got Luke Daly from the band Sick. And uh, he he's the he's we're kind of back and forth organising that and then getting piecing that together as well. And then it's the, 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 the surprise that's coming uh, this week as well. So what I'm saying is, I'm trying my best to get my shit together. I try my best to kind of put some content out there that you'd find interesting. And I hope you do. If you do, keep listening. If you don't, keep listening. Some stuff might, might get better, maybe. And all these suggestions, all that share and all that content. If you, I don't want to be, I never want to be that guy that was like, oh, share this, share this, comment on this, give us a five-star review on iTunes. I never want to be that. The reality is that I've got to, you've got to dance with the devil to a certain degree in so much as that you do have to at least... Um, you have to kind of at least get people to share this so more people can see it. That's all. I don't want to share it so we get a billion likes. It's not that. It's so I think people would find this interesting and will want to listen to it. So that's what I ask you to do. If you think that some of these are funny, interesting or whatever, share them and tell your friends. And it's the same as if you listen to a good song or a good album. That's the way I would say it. You know, I don't care how many likes listen to get. I just want to make sure that the people that would enjoy and benefit from listening to this get the chance to listen to it. So this is uh, my sit down with Ian Johnson of King Voodoo. So I'm with uh, Ian Johnson, my my good friend Ian, um, and because of circumstances, and we're not going to say the c word, we we promise not to say it. Uh, because of circumstances, I would have preferred to do this shit in, in person, but we don't. We have to use the, the the miracle of technology, and with me, it is a miracle. It even works, you know. So, uh, welcome to the show. It's about time I had fucking Ian on, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's about time I had my friend Ian. It's a long time coming, brother Coop. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it just? Yeah. We, we should do this more often. <laughs> Why don't we do that? Yeah, I'll say that to Pete. I've just finished up with one with Pete earlier on this morning. And I was like, it's so easy. We think like it's, it's some mad thing to organise this video conversation. It took us, what? And I'm fucking an idiot. It took us like three minutes to sort this out. So is it recording? Yeah, can we do this? Yeah, can you see me? Yeah, 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 Sam. And it was cool. And I was like, why the fuck aren't we doing this more often? We should, should be doing things, man. And like I said before, like you know what I mean? Pete, I hope he's doing well. He's an absolute legend, mate. And he's just oh, like, yeah, yeah. It was a really good conversation with him as well. We were talking, talking out. The amount of gigs he and rescheduling he's had to do is is it, fucking un- unbelievable. It's, unbelievable. It, it, it's like you know what I mean. With, I'm buzzing personally because it's the first time I've ever been mentioned in a book before. Yeah, so, you're in a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, 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 it's it's absolutely nuts. When I seen it, I was like, oh my god, is this fucking real? So. It, it was, <laughs> Like, you know, when I met Pete in the Forged in Fire, he was absolutely yeah. top bloke. Lovely yeah. guy. Absolutely got on with him, a house on fire. Some cracking shots, some dodgy shots, and then uh, we just had a laugh. So, <laughs> he, top bloke. Good guy. Listen, yeah. this isn't the fucking PK Malley Appreciation Podcast. Oh, this we is the Johnson right. Appreciation <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> and, you know, you should know me by now, mate. I'm dead. I'm, <laughs> this I'm will like... devolve. This will devolve in talking into, into talking about ice hockey, American football, guitars, and that that's about all. Maybe a bit of football. Maybe that's all this is going to devolve into. You know. You, you know this is going to happen. Obviously, we can't mention the F word as well, like as if yeah, that... can't mention that no more. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> gone to fucking bitches as well. Fucking, like... let, let's 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 do like what I always do. And let's start at the beginning and start at kind of where you first sort of hear music. So what's the first time you hear kind of music? Not necessarily metal, as I always say. What's the first kind of music you're hearing? Oh, man. Um, is this, as I say, it's a bit of a strange one for me, Coop. Um, I started, I hated music when I was growing up. I absolutely despised it. I actually bunked off lessons and everything because all they wanted to do was teach you music history. Right. I don't, all about fucking history, like, you know, fucking Mozart and shit like that. I want to play an instrument. <laughs> oh, I, I, I remember I had a school teacher, uh, Mrs. Uh, what was it? Fucking Donovan. Her name was Mrs. Donovan. And uh, and she, the first lesson we had in music, we were drawing pictures of what people looked like in the day, you know, the hat, the, the mad wigs and shit. 
I just remember thinking, what the fuck is this? Like, this isn't music. So I can oh. understand that. So you didn't like oh. it. Well, yeah, the, it was the first ever time that I thought, you know what, I've had enough of it. I'm bunking off. Yeah. So it's one of the only times that I've ever been caught bunking off, and it was a bad, bad mistake. The Nintendo <laughs> came out. The Nintendo came out. I lived, I lived about fucking five minutes walk from from my house. Right. right. And I thought, do you know what? It's mid. It's 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 before dinner. There's no way my mum's coming home now. So I'll invite my mates around. There was about 10 of us in ours playing Mario Kart. My mum comes home 10 minutes, like 20 minutes early. Comes in and goes, what the fuck's going on? I passed back up to school, like, and I was like, oh, this is embarrassing, this. So, yeah, that was uh, that was Mario Kart and music. That's where it all started. And then, obviously, I hated music because it was just learning about the history. Yeah. When, when am I going to pick up a guitar? When am I going to play an instrument? No, this is, you don't learn that. What's the, yeah. what's the fucking point? What's the point, like, so, yeah. I picked up a guitar myself, uh, started teaching myself, and then I self-taught everything from ear and everything. Like So I just play along to adverts, and I still do it today. Like, you know, and I'll sit in the living room with Leafs and we'll watch TV, and I'll annoy the shit out of it playing along to adverts, like, you know, and just pick them up randomly. Did you like kind of? St- what was the first things you heard then? Like the first sort of music you actually heard? <laughs> this is this is a fucking laugh. This one, like um, <laughs> Adamant was my favorite yeah. in music. Fucking yeah. and like I was like Prince charming and stuff. Mate, that music into yeah. Fucking, hey, we went to see <laughs> we went to see him a couple of it must have been a couple of months ago now. Yeah. Uh, in Liverpool, fucking still got it, mate. Absolutely yeah. still. People fucking love the guy still. Like you know what I mean? It was just yeah. absolutely mind-blowing to see him still we've seen him a couple of times now like but yeah we was meant to be out tonight as well to see fish but obviously well, something fucking, yeah, in the way, mate, that's gone the pictures as well like <laughs> so, so you listen it. like you listen to adamant and stuff was it all that kind of new wave is adamant new wave i don't know it's, was it all that kind of new wave or pop uh, first i would i was like you know i wasn't even i was just me growing up like it was adamant yeah. then it was queen because yeah. my brother my brother had a queen album like, Queen so comes up so often, like, so often as people first music, like. To be honest, he, he's, to me personally, Freddie Mercury's still the best front man out there. Yeah, he's... If, there's if, a lot if, of close, yeah. but no one... If, if the aliens land tomorrow and they're like, put up a fight, we've got our best front man, who are you got? You can choose anyone from history. You, you, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone better than Freddie, wouldn't you? you know, exactly. You know, Fre- Freddie in, in the late 70s, like, you know, you're not fucking around there. Like, are you? It's, no it's just wildly acknowledged to be dead good at that craft. Like, just that... I love, I loved, I love that though. That's a lot of people's first music is Queen, because um, it's just, it's like anything. It's like as I was saying this to Pete, like that. It's just good. You know, it's good. You know, the Beatles good. You know, Led Zeppelin are good. You know, Pink Floyd are good. And there's certain bands that are just good. So when you first heard like Queen and stuff, was it just the songs you were listening to, or were you immediately drawn to the guitar? It was the songs. It was the songs. Yeah. I wasn't really. It was one of those. Like I never really got into it until about 94 mm-hmm. and that's when like you know obviously i met lisa and stuff like that and from then lisa just pushed me in the way of like you know do whatever you want to do blah blah, blah listen to music then went to Donington 94 there uh, with me mate dave who drums for king voodoo yeah. and we got absolutely blotto in Donington. <laughs> like you know what i mean and standard i just went like that i walked down we, we sat off on the field and the first band came on and then i just went I want to do this, and it was. What was the What was the first band? Do you remember? Ninety-four. Pride and Glory. <laughs> oh yeah, shit, yeah. He's doing this whole horse called War and stuff. Funny, he's doing all what? that thing. Yeah. yeah. So. Shit. That that just went. That was me. I got goosebumps. Everything. I just went. I want to do oh, this. Oh, well, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's Uncle Zach, like. Yeah, and then obviously about. It was it was one of those where about an hour later we was absolutely even more shit faced and Biohazard were on the other stage. Uh, <laughs> we was I was down the front. Ninety four was the year, by the way. That was the best year yeah. ever. Um, Biohazard and I was halfway through. They called everyone onto the stage, so everyone just started jumping on the stage. I was like on in, on the barrier, leggy the side, and then next minute they pulled the plug. They pulled the power on them and they just went get yeah. off. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> 
you had uh, loads on. Uh, you've got uh, Skid Row were playing, Extreme were playing, Aerosmith, yeah. uh, Sepultura, Pantera. I was like, this is just... That's a great... It is a good year. That 94 is a good year, isn't it, for loads of those bands? Oh, mate, it was unbelievable. And this year, obviously, it's all going well and everything sorts out. Like, you know, we're playing Hard Rock Hell with uh, Skid Row, Ugly Kid Joe and stuff like that. So these are bands which have grown up with, and I'm like, yeah. holy fuck, we're going to be sharing the stage with these guys. Like, so... Yeah. Us, and obviously, Zach's a major influence on my playing and stuff like that. But there's loads of others which have started going off from them so yeah. like you know like nuno I'll, no one's ever going to play like nuno like you know what i mean but you pick up little bits and that's yeah. what i always do. i just pick up little bits from each one of them like, so did you so did you like i mean before you get to to, to, to donington and download in 94 were you were you listening to much then or was it an explosion it after was, that were you listening to stuff before then like it was the usual like you know metallic yeah. stuff and stuff like that but it, it, it never it never hit me as much right when i heard like you know the southern rock side of things like you know right so it was then it was like obviously then you get into the like so alice and chains and then that's yeah. a different kettle of fish then like you know what i mean was, so was with the um were you playing guitar before you went to 1994 little bits just yeah. i wanted to i was getting a, a feel for it like you know what i mean so it was just one of those where i was and then is is it very much that you? It's like there's a there's a pre-download and a post-download in that after post-download you just went explode and just uh, yeah. went round with it like yeah that was it then like you know what I mean so so what did you change? Did you just start like devouring more music then? You just like take all the Zach's stuff he done and then his stuff with Ozzy and stuff. Did you just like yeah, well, devour the, that? The first book I ever got was Metallica Black Album. And I was oh, like the tab, oh, guitar tab, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And like my mum got me it like and she just went yeah well, just like you know what i mean and after yeah. that i was like it's it's not me it's it's not my plane i don't get me wrong i, I yeah. still it's a metallic i still like some of the older stuff anyway yeah and i just i just got to the point where i was like it's it's boring it, it, yeah. it's, like every man and his dog's trying to be the, do that mm. and when he heard the sudden like you know this like you know the seattle scene as well then like you know you yeah. in then i was just like i can play this all day this yeah. is just you gives you i think group. everybody everybody yeah. waits for that kind of one band or that one personality uh to kind of switch the light on don't they and they, get, oh, and they go oh my god it's that's what i'm all about like for me it was it was like from a guitar point of view it was steve Vai. like the minute i had like passion of warfare and saw crossroads i was like that was it the, you know game over you know the, the, the guys fucking got me by the balls then like it must have been the same for zach and stuff i mean did you uh, were you in a band before then no Okay, no, did you, were you, was, was your thoughts like get get really good at the guitar start writing some shit and get in a band now after seeing so many bands or I, I, no it basically ever since after donnington i just went i want this to happen like you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and it, it got to the point where i was like oh like let's let's try a few bits and pieces out and see what happens mm. so next minute i was just writing uh i couldn't find the right people to make right. it up like you know the right singer yeah I was trying to, everyone was trying to copy either james hetfield by putting the oh yeah and all that yeah like, sing you know, american like, doing, yeah. like you know yeah so um after that i just went out oh, bollocks too and i'm just sing myself and that's kind of crazy people me. people forget that that like when metallica exploded on the scene like with the black album maybe a little bit before with, with puppets and stuff and and, and like ride the lightning they like they transformed what was accepted to be a rock star because they were like in street clothes, jeans, and black t-shirts from a garage. So then there must have been like a billion gazillion uh, bands that kind of exploded out of the back of that. And that's great. That's great that loads of bands come out of it and kind of explode out the scene. But the problem is, is there's, there's a lot of sound alikes because they just go, okay, I'm just going to play my approximation of, of Metallica, and 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 most of the time it's not very good and you know what i mean we've all had dodgy versions of sandman with i remember when sandman came out and i didn't have the tab book we didn't have the internet properly then and i tried to work out that initial riff and i i've got and could play now about 30 different versions of what i thought that was all probably way more complicated than, than it actually was and when i found out what it was and learned how to play it i was like it's fucking that it is that it <laughs> i was so pissed off like because it was so fucking straightforward but you get lots of derivatives you know what i mean that people are just going to be trying to be metallica and you're like 
you should be, but you should also try and throw your own fucking two pence in there as well. Like, you know what I mean? Well, it, it's it's funny you should say that because obviously you, you do when you're you're growing up and you want to learn guitar and stuff like that. You get thrown tab books and stuff like that. Yeah. One of the worst ones I ever seen was Toys in the Attic for Aerosmith. <laughs> Absolutely, a massive fan of Aerosmith. Yeah. And. I was playing it this way, and it sounded right to me, Ed, but it never sounded right compared to the record, yeah. as, you, as you do like. So it was one of those where I, I was watching something, and I think it was uh, it was on YouTube. It was only about five years ago or something like that. It was on YouTube, yeah. where I think it was Slash, and he was going, oh, no, he, he plays it like this. And I went, fuck you, now. It's all a little... It's all the little things as well, isn't it? Like, do you learn like, as you go as you go on? You're like, okay, this is how you play it. But also, he tunes down like a half step. I didn't know what the fuck that was when I started playing. And I say, oh, they tune it down a half step, so it's vocally it's, it, it, it's easier to hit. And that's why it sounds slightly off. That's why when you try and play Machine Head and the earlier stuff, it sounds slightly off. When you try and play, like, you know, Pantera, it sounds slightly different there's all these little things aside from effects no 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 i found this out i was already watching it uh, i was well pissed off the other week because about pantera he he doesn't he uh he tuned it to 436 or something like that instead of 440 yeah so it's slightly slightly but just enough you never sound the same yeah i was like i think yeah, exactly. The penny dropped, then I was thinking, motherfucker, why didn't that happen? Oh, we've all got that. We've all got that friend that, that, that plays the guitar and doesn't detune for walk, and is trying to play walk and do <laughs> yeah. that riff. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> we've all got that friend. Uh, but yeah, so it's like it's it's weird, isn't it? Like that. that it used to be like you'd learn guitar by a tab books. I've got like a whole rook of tab books and stuff. But now it's the internet. What? One learns to play, you know, this song, just go on the internet there. There's probably the person who wrote it playing it for you as well. It's like a golden era, isn't it, to learn to play guitar? It, it, to be honest, it is, but it, it also takes away the picking a book up and trying to play along with the wrong tab. So you make it your own. Yeah. So it's one of those. If you seen the guy actually playing it now, and then, like, you know, you're copying it, you, you're, going, you're not picking up little bits of your own i had that with i had that with with klaus from uh, ugly kid joe i was like uh i was like but we were we were downstairs downstairs underneath the stage at some point and and i was tuning up on the guitars we were just sitting there and there was a reason why we couldn't go on for a couple of minutes and i started playing the the riff from from vip which is my favorite ugly kid joe song and he was like and he was like what the fuck is that like, that's <laughs> that's vip and he's like no it's fucking not and he's like, what's all those extra things you're doing? I was like, it goes to the dinner I'll show. It's, it's, fucking the, it's past the guitar. It's, like, it's just this. And I was like, what the fuck? I love that. Though. But the, yeah, Eddie Van Halen did it, to, to talks about it, when he said that he learned to play by trying to emulate his heroes, like someone like Jimmy Page. He'd listen to it and go, okay, I want to try and sound like that. And he never could. He always sounded like Eddie Van Halen. Because he's Eddie Van Halen, and he didn't realise that that's actually a good thing. He was like, oh, "I sound like myself. That's actually a good thing." You know, the, the imitating someone. He came up the his generation of tapping that he brought in was born from that over the hand stuff that, that Jimmy Page was doing, and wow. he just kind of extended that and and, and made his own. And I think there's a lot to be said for when someone's learning an instrument to inject some of the, the, themselves into it, and more, moreover. So when they learn something, yes, it's nice to be able to play something perfectly like it's on the record, but it's also much better to to take that and make it your own. You know what I mean? You don't want to sound exactly like so. Well, some people do. I guess some people do, you know. It's a challenge, isn't it? It's like, you know, yeah. it depends what you want to go and achieve and what you want to... There's like that guy. There's like that guy is from Brazil, I think, and uh, you get, you get, Steve Vai gets him up at one of the shows, and he basically just sounds exactly like Steve Vai. And, they are, and it's like him, it's like Steve I playing off against himself. And at first it's funny and it's cool. It's like, fucking hell, the guy can play. But then you think he's got to go home and he just sounds like that. He doesn't sound like himself at all. It's like, what's your own song sound like? It must just sound like shit by songs. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's that's going to be the dad. I mean, we all must be in a golden era for lis- listening to music now and learning music and, and learning guitar. It, surely it's a good time. Or is it a bad time? I don't know. Is it, is it too much? It, do you know what? It, it's weird. I think there's a bit of feeling gone out of playing the guitar. 
in a right. way you know, where everyone wants to be a walking click track. And it's yeah, yeah. Healing away from it, like you know what I mean. So it's it's a bit of a strange one for me. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's like it's it's. I, I know what you're saying. It's like people are obsessed with getting it absolutely too click and absolutely perfect and stuff like that. And I get that. I get that. But all my favourite songs are, are almost kind of they're not perfect. Do you know what I mean? They're not they're not perfect. It's like you know, yeah, it's in tune and stuff, but there's a there's a fight to it, like, do you know what I mean? I enjoy yeah. that kind of tussle, do you know what I mean? It, it's, it, don't get me wrong, it's nice to hear it when it is tight and stuff like that, but yeah. it's one of those where you've got to have the feeling with it, which marries yeah. it. So I've, I've always thought, like, you know what I mean, if it's, you play it as it feels, and if it doesn't feel right, then you move on to the next one. Yeah. Did you? So when did you start playing with other people then? Did you go from playing in the bedroom on your own? Okay. <laughs> It was about 94, so okay. we got a band, my band together, which was called BDV, which was uh, Black Death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got the CD somewhere around here, I'm fucking sure of it, but it had like the, it had like a noose on it, didn't it? The That's was the white one, yeah. Noose. I fucking know, <laughs> keep, keep noose. I'm at, while we're talking, I'll see, I reckon I could, I reckon I fucking got that somewhere to embarrass you. Um, yeah, it's BD, but I remember, I remember thinking they were ace, like, I remember seeing it, I can't remember seeing it, but yeah, it was Christ, was that 94? Jesus 90. Christ. Yeah, must have been around so, 94. Were you, were you the chief songwriter then, or what yeah, was the leader? Yeah, I threw all the songs, yeah. threw all the songs together, just said, there you go, that's how you do it. Um, and then you, we just... I don't know. It was weird then, Cooper. It was it. It was like we had some really great venues in Liverpool, mm. um, which was it's going to wreck me head now. Um, but I remember playing it loads. And nice one, Lisa. Lisa just shouted through to the <laughs> Barfly. So On the Barfly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Because so, it, it, it was like an amphitheater kind of stage where it was all... Yeah, yeah, the mask, yeah, yeah. That's where we supported, like, Fozzy, and it was absolutely... It, it was quality, that one, because like, obviously in normal, a little bit on the tall side, as most people do, and Chris walked in, like, and I just thought... <laughs> I don't know, he's fucking hell, there's no way he's 6'4". <laughs> like, yeah, no, he's not. Uh, he's not. He put inches on you, by the way. And then he took his top off, and I thought, I'm not like, well, fucking upset with it anyway, so he's like, you know, fucking the guns were out and everything, like, so, you know. I was, I, 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 I'm six foot, and and, 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 and even with it, uh, yeah, so he, he's shorter than me, like, yeah. yeah. But that's it, all the famous people I've met have always been shorter. It's like, people always say, people always say, or the camera puts on fucking ten pounds or whatever the bullshit they say, but do you never talk about the heights of people? And it's a fucking real thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That the famous people I've met, no one's ever been as tall as a th- as a, as I'd expected them to be. Isn't that you know weird? What? There's only there's one. I'll go back to Fozzie in a minute because there was another funny story on that one. Um, the the only guy who I've met who I thought, holy fuck, you're a big cunt. Yeah. Um, we we supported Orange Goblin. Okay. And uh, the fucking lead singer, Ben, absolute lovely bloke. Unfortunately, he's a dirty red. And he, he, <laughs> right, we, we had a laugh with him, but he fucking towered above me, and I thought, fuck, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I think um, I think the only person I thought, I've ever thought who've met who've been tall is Scott Travis um, from Judas Priest, the drummer of Judas Priest. He, he's a tall guy. I remember standing there thinking, yeah, he's tall, but everybody else has always been short. Apparently, like, it's mad, like, I've got a, a friend who, who, who met uh, Al Pacino a couple of months ago, and he said he's tiny, and it kind of ruined it for me. I was like, oh, fuck, he's not massive. <laughs> but that's just, that's it, isn't it? That's real life. Like you say, when you meet Fozzie, and you're, like, expecting, because he's a wrestler, you expect him to do this big wrestling the, thing, guy, but it's not. The telly puts loads of inches on yeah, you. Yeah, like, fucking the wrestlers, yeah. Stuff. So, yeah, it's, it, it's nuts. But, yeah, going back to Fozzie, so... Um, I, I knew who Rich was beforehand, like, you know what I mean? You, you do your own, like, if you know, like... You know, yeah, yeah, especially Rich. if you're supporting someone, yeah. Rich, I've known, like, you know what I mean, through the actual fact that Zach always bigged them up as this amazing guitar. Well, Zach, 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 Zach gave him the name, didn't he? Uh, yeah. he Rich, we're talking about, sorry, for those that don't know, Fozzy is an American, American rock band fronted by Chris Jericho, the wrestler. Um, and uh, the guitar player in that band is a gentleman called Rich Ward. Uh, Rich Ward's a mutual friend, me and me, me and his mutual friend. And he's um, 
and he's known as the Duke of Metal. And the reason it came about that it, it was he was called that is someone said something on the lines of I'm paraphrasing here, so forgive me, but someone said to Zach, uh, "Oh, you're the king of metal or something like that." And he goes, "Well, if I'm the king, Rich Ward is the Duke." Yeah. And so and so for, forever there and therefore Rich Ward gets known as the Duke of Metal. Like yeah. And to be honest, that's one of the best statements I've ever heard, ever like, you know, because yeah. when, when I see him, Rich play, fucking that. He, he's got the he's got he's got the, the magic ears. I've said this to him plenty of times. He's got the magic. He's, he, he he may be one of the most underrated, certainly metal guitarists uh, of all of all time of all time. He, just his tone and and the the, the, the amount of bands he's been in and the stuff he's done. It's it, hugely big big up to, up to Rich Ward. I've, I've got to get Rich on the show. I've got to get him on the show because he's just. Uh, and an encyclopedic knowledge of metal as well, by the way. He fully fucking knows his metal. Um, yeah, huge, huge fan of, of Rich, like, yeah. And he's, he's uh, big into his horror movies, which obviously, yeah. you know, made... Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Rich, uh, like we were talking about, obviously, uh, Zach and stuff, and he goes, do you want to have, have a go on his guitar? Like, and I went, do you what? Like that, and he goes, I've got his uh, prototype camo. And not when you become dumbfounded, like, and he goes, yeah. he just passed me, and I was like, shit. Yeah. And my fingers just didn't want to work or anything, yeah, like, yeah. just can't think of anything to play. You've got two, yeah. you've got Rich Ward, who, to me, he's a fucking, another god, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, god, yeah, yeah. fucking riffs are unbelievable. Yeah. And he goes, here's Zach's guitar, which is a yeah. prototype. And he, like, doubled down on it, like, <laughs> on the pressure, yeah. <laughs> so you just get the, the only thing you can do is go, ring out on an ear and go, that's nice. And just, yeah, and, and you just want it back. I've, I've, I've been privileged enough to handle. Is, is the, probably the best way to say some of the some of the some instruments that are rock icons. I genuinely have. And the last thing you want to do, trust me, ladies and gentlemen, is actually fucking play them because there's too much reverence. There's too much weight behind them. Like you know, where you're just like, fuck. You're never going to do any justice to what <laughs> played them. You're never going to sound as good as. You just want to touch them and play them so you can say you've played them. And then fucking, and then on, on your way, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's get Rich and, uh, Rich and, uh, and Zach, very good friends. So it's like Chris uh, Z- uh, wrote the foreword for Zach's book. Um, they're all kind of really close friends, like, you know, yeah. um, from the same world. Obviously, Zach's appeared on Fozzy album, the Fozzy yeah. album, didn't he, like, yeah. as well? Like, so yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's all, it, as I say, it's all amazing, like, to be, around like you know listening to stuff and so, so when you when you when you supported those bands and stuff did you ever have those moments where you're like i've now got what i was looking at in 94 when i was watching those bands and i wanted to be that i am that or i'm getting close to that did you have that moments on stage because yeah. i remember that being a pretty packed show that was sold I out remember, that's yeah that's I, remember, I remember afterwards chris going to the crazy house and it being like a fucking it was like nuts. mobbed i remember that <laughs> It was most probably one of the most surreal events that I've been to because, like, uh, the guy, they opened up, they, they opened the doors up and he went, uh, you're on in about 10 minutes. Like, and he goes, uh, actually, make it five, like that. And I was yeah. like, oh, no one's yeah. going to be here. No one's going to be here. So we just all turned around, like, you know what I mean? All that. You know what it's like on stage. Yeah. You, the lights are down, like, the lights are on. You can't yeah. see them. Yeah, so you can't next, really see the crowd. Yeah, you can't really see anything. The next minute, the house light came on, and it was fucking full. And I was like, <laughs> okay, "Yeah, <sure. laughs> this is this is this you is it." And then yeah. you get you start seeing everyone bounce with the first song. You you rip out like, and yeah. it was it was surreal. It was it was a great feeling. Um, but you want more. You always want more. Like you know what I mean. I I I, I haven't lost the taste for it. Like, I, I keep on wanting to play bigger shows better shows like you know what i mean and you've got to you've got to put what your heart and soul into it see what so, comes up so what what, what happened with bdv then did it just kind of peter out did you just stop it did you what happened that was our last gig with fuzzy oh shit that's gonna be tough where you're like this is the last gig and it's fucking amazing <laughs> and now it's over yeah it's it's been, oh, basically everyone went their own way everyone did yeah. their own thing, and then it was just like what do you do so you just petered around, you join a few other bands, it just doesn't feel right. And then um, I joined another band called Bad Precedent, uh, which is, yeah. this is surreal, this one. Um, so King Voodoo is basically 
a remake. Uh, Jamie, the singer, and Dave, yeah. uh, were in Bad Precedent. Right. So we we uh, we did a few shows then with them that stayed together for a few years and we went our own way. We did our own things, as you know, like you know, with other bands and stuff. And then obviously King Voodoo came along last year where we just all got back together and we all just said, "Should we just throw something together people, and see what?" Pe- people forget, and it, it's like everybody's local scene will have this, and it'll be the same if you live in Arkansas. Uh, or, or 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 whatever you live or do anywhere you want in, in the states same as the states same in the uk and australia everyone will have this people forget how incestuous the the music scene is <laughs> that everybody's been in a band with someone else and I remember he used to play the bass for this and then yeah and he turned and he became the drummer for that and so and so now sings for them he used to play the guitar for them and it's, oh, yeah. it's always the way until it, until it settles in some to something that the, that everybody kind of likes do you know what I mean that's how it works Christ, it's like you know everyone knows each other like as yeah. you know both know Mark Mark Smith yeah, uh, yeah. absolute legend like you know what I mean yeah. top guy like, you know, we have known him from BDV days right yeah. the way through, as, as you say, and you bump into each other always along the way, and you cross paths, and you, you keep in with all these people. Like, you know, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a family, it's a community, it's like, you know what I mean, everyone knows and each it just, other. And it just takes, like, where you settle on one band that works, and you go, okay, let's 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 actually start doing some stuff with this, like, you know, let's, let's actually start, like, going forward with this. So, for those that don't know... um. Ian is the guitar player in a band called King Voodoo. King Voodoo, relatively new band. Um, I, have you got? Have you the EPs out? Right, that's EPs. That out? EPs out. Yeah. Yeah. So, really, uh, really, 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 just just starting out band now. All those bands that you were in previously, what did you learn from them going into King Voodoo? Where you were like, I'm not going to make that mistake again, and I'm going to make sure to look at that and not let that happen, and I'm going to make sure to do that instead of this. You must have learned a ton of stuff being in several bands before Voodoo. You do, but you've got to you've got to be open minded about it. So, yeah. like, obviously, there's reasons why bands split up. Yeah, reasons why everyone moves their own way and stuff like that. And you've got to go actually start afresh. But I want to try and keep this, 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 and this going in the same direction. And a few things you you. you I'm a stickler for rules, I suppose. Like you know what I mean. I'm, I'm one of those where I'd rather I'd rather give the, the guys foundation where they say before a gig, like you know what I mean. You can't get blotto. You can't do this. You can't do that. Yeah. And their basics, like you know what I mean. And it, it's one of those where you you want to go to work blotto. So why would you go on stage completely shit faced? Right. So right. It's things like that, like you know what I mean, where you want to try and. Me personally, I just want to try and make sure that everything's more like a family like you know what i mean you can talk about issues you can sort things out and like you know everyone's pushing in the same direction and it can't be just left to like you know two people in the band you've got to try and get people who want to make you i've 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 often kind of i say this all the time that like for me if every single person in the band has to be pushing and doing something for it if there's only one person, it's, it's it just fucking doesn't work. It, every single person has to find what their niche is that they can do. If you're really good at designing graphics, if you're really good at recording, if you're really good at social media, whatever it is, you've got to have something that you do within that band. You've, yeah. you've got to push. You can't have someone who just turns up at the practice, plays a few notes, and fucks off. It just it just doesn't work. You know what I mean? It just doesn't work because it's it's hard enough with one person doing the work, but you know. If if no one does anything, you know what I mean. It just becomes this fucking almost insurmountable task of, of making a band work. One oh, person can't do it, even if they're fucking amazing. To be perfectly honest, it's it, it's the challenge that most bands suffer. It's the biggest, yeah. the hardest thing because everyone's working, or if they're not working, they should be working on the band. Yeah, like you know, what I mean? or doing things what they want to do and stuff like that. Like, yeah. so it, it's always a challenge, Cooper. You, you, I don't think you'll ever. I'm sure every band right the way through from us right the way up to the likes of Metallica, Ozzy, everyone has their own little gripes about what, what's right, what's wrong. Yeah. So you just take it a pinch of salt and you just try and crack on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough. Like, it's uh, you've just got to kind of apply that stuff. Do you think you'd, um, in terms of your playing, do you think you've improved 
as technically, or do you think you've more improved as a musician, as in terms of like creativity and stylistically? Do you think you've improved? You become better now, or do you think you've just become more the sound that you wanted? I'm finding my own own feet a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like you know what I mean. The technical side, you always pick up on the technical side, like you know what I mean. So it's one of those where you just pick up something new and you try that and stuff yeah. there's always new ways of learning and mm. there's always new stuff you can pick up um but i'm finding my own t- my own tones my own sounds my own bits and pieces so it's all good yeah. it's all good so, you... so me 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 and Ian share a mutual love for for, for zach wilde and zach's playing it and i'm more over his attitude as well and how he kind of does his business thing and you were kind of um your last acquisition from a guitar point of view was like so people there's a lot of people don't know this so like zach is a a huge kind of the black label society is kind of a it's very much a family and he he has like a coffee side of it and it goes way over merch way past merch but what you can do is you can buy a guitar from zach if you will or gibson in this case you'd say and uh, he he basically you go to the show where you pick up the guitar and um, but before you pick it up you get to meet him and stuff and you have a conversation with him and, and, and all the rest of it he plays it on stage your guitar and then that's the guitar you take right is that the is that the mo yeah um so basically i can give you the whole what happened if you want yeah it. yeah i'm sure that people would be interested because it's something that i think is pretty unique to him i don't know a lot of people who do that so guitars. obviously zach sabbath 50th uh, anniversary yeah um uh, i was chewing lisa's ear off for fucking best part of five years since he's had his wild audio guitars saying <laughs> uh, i want that purple guitar he's got and it's fucking amazing like you know what i mean yeah. so uh every time every time it, it was like is, is he coming over to the the uk no is it on sale on his wild audio no is it everywhere so i, I set up i just said it's never going to happen never going to see it so Lisa got me the, the the other wild audio that I wanted, which is the psychedelic bullseye, um, and the psychedelic barbarian. Like, and I was like, okay, that's cool. We we just so you know, we've already lost whatever little audience I have. <laughs> <laughs> we already lost a fucking ton of people. Like psychedelic, what the fuck? <laughs> so so for the uninitiated, maybe there's a lot of guitar players out there. Be like, I know that fucking guitar. It's basically, uh, if you can imagine. Um, concentric circles there you go well this is an audio one so we got it if you imagine lots of concentric circles and there's a purple one which is obviously purple and it's like got and um, it design wise it's worth a look uh, a look up on, on online to, to see it it's, it's a very it's, um, it's it's not a quiet guitar to say the least it's a very much it's a, it's a metal guitar and, and 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 it's very much its own look uh, and he created that, didn't he? That wild audio. Yeah. He, he was with Gibson for fucking ever, and um, and and even Marshall because he doesn't do amps as well. Isn't there a wild audio um, amps as well? What I think it it it's sort of it stepped back a little yeah. bit. So I, I, I don't know where it's at, what's happening with his wild audio amps. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. So he still plays them on stage though. Yeah. Uh, so, he, so basically, shop- Zach kind of tried to basically tried to go on on his own tried to make his own company fair play to him and tried to get involved and, and, and do that as well which is probably the best way you're going to get a um a, 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 an endorsee guitar is to kind of make it yourself from the fucking ground up you know what yeah. i mean it's and be the only person that says yay or nay so you you kind of so, managed to score a bit of sit down so, with yeah the basically so zach sabbath said they were touring yeah. I was going on holiday the day the tickets came out, so Lisa did a blind that have got some tickets somehow, <laughs> you know what I mean? So so every day on holiday we're checking as the VIP. So you get the VIP for it. So um, it it only came about like four weeks before the show or something like that. It came on. So Lisa got got managed to get all the one of the two VIP three VIP slots. Um so we turned up, he said, get there early. So they were doing the meet and greets and stuff like that. And then uh, a good friend of yours, Coop, uh, did a massive favour for us, Tal. Oh, yeah, uh, Selena, yeah. Selena's um, essentially Zach's PA, if you will. Zach, Zach's kind of like assistant and stuff. Selena, I've got to get on the show. Selena's fucking amazing. Just um, one of those 
amazing minds of problem solving and knowing how to make people happy, like how to kind of keep everybody happy and stuff. And so it's a real art. I could never fucking do it properly. She, she's great to like, yeah, I've got to get on the show. Got to get on the show. Definitely agree with you on that yeah. one. And if you do, still pass on my thanks, even though yeah. I thanked them probably about 300 times that night. Yeah. Uh, basically the doorman in the, the Institute didn't let Lisa in for the oh, VIP, okay. even okay. though even though we spent a fortune getting the guitar and yeah. she said no nope, that's not happening and dragged it in so <laughs> i was like happy days happy days <laughs> so we went backstage uh, with zach and like you know what i mean he, he shows us the guitar and stuff like that and he we had 10 minutes with him which yeah. turned into about 20 minutes because yeah. we were dicking around we were just having a laugh the guy is a fucking legend let's yeah, put it that way just what you see on the video is zach like yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and like you know what i mean he's dead down to earth dead person ask him anything you want like you know what i mean he's dead sound it's even a security guy phil we had a scream now yeah. if you haven't seen the video definitely check out on the king voodoo page the the, the youtube all, yeah. video with, with zach and me my wife lisa does a a, a little a little slot in the in the video where he, this was all Zach's doing. As soon as he said, "Zach, can you do a can you do a video with King?" Yeah. About? He went right. We're doing this, 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 and you're doing this and you're doing that. I was like, "What the fuck's just happened?" Like he just <laughs> it's like he was waiting for he someone. Was a good back. guy, yeah, yeah. He, he truly understands uh, what what his fan base and his, his his fans and stuff truly understands that. Like really, because when he. When he initially pitched uh, Black Label Society uh, to like the record label stuff, they didn't get it at all. No. They just they didn't get it about the kind of the, wearing the cut and stuff and and kind of the whole family aspect of it and getting it done and stuff like that. He they didn't understand that and how, and how essentially it was Brandon before Brandon became almost a dirty word. He was he, he really adopted that like. And he, I've, the meet and greets he does and, and and stuff like that are just absolutely epic. It's the, the really really sense of family that you don't get with every other band like you just don't get it you to be honest you speak to these as i say you, you speak to zach and you speak to the people who are in the vip they are so down to earth about it and so yeah. zach and, and fair play like you know the, the the rest of the guys in the band joey and blasco uh, yeah blasco blasco's a fucking sweetheart like it's just, uh, he plays with every he plays with ozzy doesn't he he's amazing yeah an amazing yeah. player Absolutely lovely guy, dead down to earth, and the all got the all got King Voodoo T-shirts as well, which is. Even funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though, but he, he, I think he gets it. Like he, he gets the if 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 he if he if he if he gets you to buy into what he's trying to do, that's it for life. Like you know, you think you know, without taking a, a, a sadder tone, you know, the first guy to be buried in a black label cut is Dimebag Daryl. Yeah. He's the first guy to, to be buried, and I'm sure that there's, there's been more over since then, but he was the first guy to be buried. In, and a cut, for those that don't know, sorry, uh, it, amongst the motorcycle community, the leather vest that you wear is called a cut. And we'll, on that cut, it will have, like, your rank, what your position is, and, and the motorcycle club of choice is on the back as well. And there's a black label version of that that exists and dime was one of the first people i ever saw wearing one of them um, and he obviously is isn't with us anymore and he was buried with that like you know that's extraordinary to me like it just shows you how much that ethos and what that meant meant to people like or means to people you know it's incredible lot when you think about it it's it is nuts but it does work and as i say it, it seems to have clicked for zach and obviously mm. everyone's a, I'm a big fan of black label like you've got to be yeah um but yeah, that's how it is. Like you know what I mean. So we've been lucky to see him a few times and meet him a few times. So yeah, dead down to it. Super nice guy, exactly. I, I think it's probably too. He doesn't do an awful lot of press, uh, as far as I can see. Like you know, he doesn't really do it. I doesn't need to. I don't think. I, I should def, I def, definitely try and work to get him on the show because just so it can be like you know, let's 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 rate all the fucking Aussie guitar players. Like you know, <laughs> we know Saint Rhodes. We know Randy Rhodes is at the top. And and you know, but where where does everybody else come in? Have you heard the new guy? Have you heard the new guy Ozzy's got on the new album? I've heard some of the new album. Um, I wasn't so keen. I'm glad you said that. Maybe everyone's you need to listen to it a few times. I've I've listened to it once all the way through, and um, yeah, the one the one where he goes with Elton John's fucking nice though. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, it's Aussie, he gets a pass, it's good, end of story. He gets a pass, he gets a pass. I won't listen to it or not. I might make a couple of spins, but his new guitar player, what a fucking job Aussie's guitarist must fucking have. That's a fucking nightmare job, that now. You know, and going back to even when fucking Zach took over from, uh, it was the one before Zach, then Jakey Lee, I suppose. Yeah, Jakey Lee. Oh, Gus G as well. Oh, sorry, Gus G. Sorry, yeah, Gus G. After, but, the, but then it was, uh, I'm trying to think of the order now. Let's put this in order. So let's imagine we had, yeah, Tony Iommi was first because that was Sabbath. So technically it was him. But then Randy Rhodes. Yeah. Then Randy uh, obviously is tragically killed. And then they got Brad Gillis. Yes. Brad Gillis after everything. that. Yeah, from Night Ranger. Fucking hell, that must have been a jump for him. Like, a great player. Um, then, had, then who did you have after Brad Gillis then? Was it straight to Zach? No, it was Jake. Jakey Lee. Oh, Jake, sorry. Of course it was. Jakey Lee. Jakey Lee kind of reinvented it again because he did those Shot in the Dark and all those albums in the 80s and stuff like that. And he was kind of like harmonics and, and he did some great stuff. You remember like, the, the, the cheese greater story? <laughs> Right, I'll try and find that. I'm, okay. I'm not saying it on here, man, because it's it's one of those. It's what you can't say it on it. here. No, right? It's, it's, it's whether it's true or not. That's oh, where, okay. You know what I mean? So, someone, I heard rumors <laughs> that uh, she's greater on the back of a guitar. Oh, right, okay. So that's that's something that uh, whether it's true or not, uh, I don't know, but I'd love to find out. And then so know. we had Jake Jake Lee, and then uh, then it was Zach Wild. Yeah, and then it went yeah. to Gus G. Gus G. Uh, did John Holmes play for oh, a bit shit. as well? John as well, yeah. He played for a little bit. He played during, um, oh, what's his fucking... Osmosis. Um, Osmosis, yeah. So he played for that for like an album. And then and then it's kind of basically... I don't think he played on the album though, did he? Did he not? No. Uh, no I can't remember. I'm sure he did the tour. That's got to be one of the toughest gigs in, in metal, that Aussie's guitar player. Because aside from you're playing literally some of the classic guitar songs and classic rock songs of all time that you can't really deviate. You're going to have to play exactly like they are. You're going to have to emulate two or three of the greatest guitar players of all time. Imagine, you must be sitting there thinking, if he put Suicide Solution in the set, I'm fucking off. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, this, this, like stuff like that. You'd be thinking the certain songs, you'd be like, how do I fucking even get close to this? Yeah. So you got to emulate three really, really good you guitar know, players. The like. worrying thing is, though, for me personally, like, it's one of those where he'll get you to play, and he'll, he'll play your uh, Jakey Lee era, your Randy Rhodes, your Zach Wilde era, and then he'll go, right, for the next 20 minutes while I have a nap, guitar solo and you've got to try and keep it like interest. oh yeah so, so not yet yeah, so not only have you got to play all those other people's good shit you've got to play something that he that i just gonna go that's good and and, and, and it gets funny fucking it's an it's an impossible job I, it's like being fucking alice cooper's guitar player like you know like nisa strauss has and you know she's doing a fucking great job there like you know of, of playing with him but you think all the players that he's had fucking hell it's Not such a hard job that like you know i wouldn't i don't know if i could do fucking that every every night especially as well when he's changing sets around and stuff and, and throwing songs at you like fucking hell you know but i don't know i couldn't do that i couldn't be aussie's guitar player that's a fucking job and all to be all those guitar players in one and be your own shit no thanks do you reckon he'll tour again i think that's probably it you know i reckon that's probably it you know, it's you, look the minute we lost Lemmy, you realise that you're going to start losing some people who you never thought were going to lose. Yeah. You know, losing Lemmy was was such a big a big thing that um, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to have to probably put this on charge if it makes any crazy noises. Just bear with me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, losing losing Lem was like the, a, a big deal. Like probably Dio as well. So when we lost all those people. We genuinely realised that, like, shit, we can't fucking... We, 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 these people are going to leave us. And Aussie's definitely on that list. That's that's just the, 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 the top and bottom of it. Exactly. He's an old man. Now, thank God, you know, he, 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 he quit a large amount of the drugs and stuff in, in, in his time. Thank God that that happened. Because it means that we go... We get him a lot longer. But... He shouldn't be as he shouldn't be touring. You know what I mean? Touring's an absolutely fucking, especially for just the shows he's doing. He's not playing like sedate shows. He's fucking going, I know, going he's, he's hard, like. Around, doesn't he? Like so. 
I'm trying to sing fucking songs that he was singing when he was 20 with Sabbath. And you're like, are you fucking joking? You know what I mean? It's like, how are you getting these higher notes? No fucking chance. But every time I see Ozzy, though, every time I see him, he always defies what I think. I always think, well, he's probably not got much left in him now. And he's just, he just, he knows his audience too well. And he's just incredible. You know what I mean? Just incredible. But these people, it's going to be the case that time is going to catch you know what I mean? Sad, sad. But even Zach, like he's, you know, I remember that time he spent in the hospital, and um, and it was looking what like, you know, we might, yeah, we might have lost him. And I was like, what the fuck? Thank God he gave up the fucking the booze, like you know. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy time to be an older rocker now. I think it's probably, it's probably, uh, you know, we need to start looking at the new rockers now, the new people that are coming through. Um, and where they're going to come through. So, could guitar players, right? Let's talk guitar players. Who do you listen? Who are you listening to at the moment? Who should we be checking out at the moment? Do you listen to? Oh, who do I listen to? Mm-hmm. I, I still listen to normal. To be perfectly honest, I'm a big fan of like still massive into the Soundgarden, yeah. uh, Pearl Jam stuff like that. Um, obviously, Alice in Chains. So, yeah, I just as I say, I, I listen to whatever's good. Yeah, like, is there uh, is there anybody new coming up that you've seen that you're like fucking hell? These are fucking outrageous. Like you know, Anita Strauss is like someone new come on the scene for me. But I've been listening to like uh, I've been listening to Polini and stuff like that. And some of these instrumental guitar players and they're just fucking ripping. Like they're just oh, amazing. There's a lot of phenomenal guitarists out there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, as other than that, no, I love what I do. I'd never change it, and I enjoy being on stage there's nothing better like even if it's in front of like one person to hundreds of people yeah. it's it's a buzz it's a good laugh yeah. like you, know, you just got to get into it and give it everything because you never know who that one person is yeah well this is you got to win the crowd over one one by one so so people want to check out king voodoo now where are you going to listen to to that is it usual stuff like facebook are you on spotify and that type of thing everywhere or? everywhere and everywhere so uh, <laughs> it's you, you just type us in and we're, we're, we're like the... So the, how are you, how are you handling the lockdown? Are you going to be doing live streams or are you going to be doing some kind of Q&A or are you just hunkering down and just writing riffs and what's the plan? We're writing the new album at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so that one's... Every time that I listen to some of the music I wrote, I want to change it. So uh, it's one of those where obviously the lockdown's coming quite well, but um, working in IT as well. It's it's a challenge. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's a case of let's see what happens. Obviously, being asthmatic, I'm meant to be isolated myself, which is yeah. joyous. But with Man, talk- yeah, you're considered at risk, yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, it's it's one of those where we're speaking to the lads daily. There's a few things in the pipeline. Yeah. Um, Obviously, it's put a stop to his recording as well because not everyone can get into the room and send over your files and do the recording that you want it. Yeah. So it's things people think it's people think it's it's as simple as like, well, you go in your room, you go in your room, you go in your room. We'll all record together at the same time, and it's it's just that's not the case, is it? There's got to be an energy that comes from each other, like yeah. You can do, but it, it's like you know what I mean. I'm. I'm fussy. Uh, the guys who record and who's helping me recording us as well, uh, Solifuge Ben yeah. from Solifuge. He's he's uh, he's dead anal, mate. Let's let's put it that way. Like you know, if, <laughs> if, you, if you even if it's slightly off, it, it's like no, do it again, do it yeah. again, do it again. Yeah. If you send them over a file, he'll most probably just say that's shite and I'll pass it back. <laughs> so it, it's better if we're all in a room together and we can go. Yeah, that's that's yeah. it. You know that take. It's that magic take where you you play it and you go. That's it. That's it, right. and you, you might, yeah. we, we've 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 got that a few times on this new album where we've like looked at each other and went, "Fuck, that's that's Bob on." Yeah. So it's it's going to be bigger. It's going to be better than the EP. Obviously, it's it's moving along quite nicely. And it's, when you listen to one of the tracks, what we have done already, which is nearly complete, it was like, "Oh fuck, that that that's got a lot of a lot of giving to it as well." We played it to our man. We played the. Um, I think it was a five-second snap of some vocal vocals from it, and um, we just got back from our management company. Wow, what the fuck is that? Like, you know what I mean? That was amazing. Yeah. So uh, we 
sent him over a little bit more and he's just like creaming over it so it's all good fun how, how, how important is it having a management company then is that something you encourage is that something that's good you know what there's there's some we're, we're lucky to have uh we're working with forged amp at the moment and yeah. to be perfectly john is he's a level head where i can i can like you know throw ideas at everyone and try and put everyone in place and stuff like that yeah. but times i need that someone to go to with which mm-hmm. challenges challenges myself and challenges the lads and puts yeah. it in a better way if you know what i mean than me sometimes uh, yeah, a bit more diplomacy to it like yeah. yeah definitely you know what you know how it is like you know mm-hmm. so it was it was one of those where i've got a lot of time for them and they've got a lot of time for us and we just seem to work um john forged amp had the, the demo for four not even yeah. the, the finish court it was just a, a rough take uh the next day we were signed to them and that wasn't before we even played a gig so they got us in loads of bits and pieces. They're doing a lot of good stuff for us behind the scenes. They're helping us move in the right direction. And I can't fault them. And obviously, if we can get up to that next level, they would definitely be our our management team working with us. So yeah, it's a, it, it's good. That it's you've got to have someone who you can trust and work yeah. with. And I totally recommend it. There's a lot of people out there who say they know what they're doing and call themselves advisors as well like you know what i mean and they just haven't got a clue so yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get a lot of people who, who, who think they, they know what they're doing and ultimately don't it's tough because we all have to kind of go through working with those people and realize that they, you know, they, they, they don't know what they're talking about so it's hard like it so it's i've always found the fans that when they find a good management company good pr- promotions company if it works they stay with them for most of their career yeah definitely as it should be um, well, I, I think we're just approaching over an hour now. Which <laughs> we haven't even talked Vegas or NHL or anything. Yeah, we haven't covered anything really. Do you know what I mean? So fucking hell, you know. I just yeah, just it's crazy. Like you know, because I was saying to, I was saying to the to, to the wife that was going to go on on the on this with you as well. Last time we we I think we physically met was maybe Vegas. Was that the last time we met? We had you drinking Mandelo on a balcony, yes. watching the uh, the Bellagio <laughs> thingies. Because <laughs> you went to you went to that you were going to that to see Ozzy at that show. Fuck, that, that was right, like, yeah. yeah. And he and he cancelled because he was we saw him well, and you were going he to that show. Cancelled when we were there. So uh, if you remember, we took you all the way around Vegas, and uh, it was a good night. <laughs> oh, mate, it was brutal, wasn't it? It was great. It was brutal as it is. Like, yeah, yeah. Lost a bit of money. It was good. It was good. Oh, we've got to do that again. <laughs> Listen, man, this is cool, man. I appreciate you doing it. Um, you know, but once again, uh, the, 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 the wonderful Ian Johnson of King Voodoo. Fantastic, man. Awesome. Thanks for having us, bro. Right, really appreciate it. There you go. There we go. That was Ian Johnson King Voodoo, which uh, in the end descended into me and him just catching up. Which is how it should be. Which is exactly how it should be. Um, you know what a, a great, great player Ian. Like great kind of understanding of what he wants to do and kind of what he wants, where he wants his, his band to go and what the sounds he's kind of after as well. Like and just a just a really good bloke, you know. And so from that, you could see the kind of the the, the threads of kind of what he's learned so far, what he's looking at with his his new band and the mistakes he made, admittedly, and then moving on and kind of so he doesn't make the same mistakes, which I thought was really refreshing and interesting to listen to. If you like that, and obviously please comment and stuff and all the rest, I'll put a link to King Voodoo stuff on the on on the podcast naturally. Um, as I say, we've got uh, Craig uh, Ines coming up. Um, we've got Luke Daly coming up. A little surprise coming up as well. So there's some nice things to look forward to this week um, because we've just got to fucking stay in. If you're a guitar player, you need to be fucking hitting the woodshed. <laughs> That's for fucking damn sure. If you're in a band, whatever instrument you play, you need to be getting some riffs down. It's as simple as that. And then you need to be going out there and seeking new music and going out and trying to find these bands and kind of you know, get involved and kind of not just stick with Spotify, go down the rabbit hole and try and find kind of all music that you like as well. Start preparing for when they take the gloves off and we can get back out there and start fighting again because it will happen, you know. Um, How about this? How about this? You put every week, put, I don't know, £5, £10 in a little jar and that jar, yeah, is what you're going to use to pay for your next show. So people always say, oh, it costs too much to get to shows. It's £10 a ticket, £15 a ticket, whatever. Well, we've got three months, potentially, maybe longer, of saving up for this shit. 
um, you know, so how about you put a couple of couple of pound or whatever you change in a jar? Um, my 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 granddad used to have a big fucking whiskey jar, um, and he would fill that with pennies and and he emptied it and fucking you know I don't know bought bought a house I don't know, <laughs> but he, he used to kind of keep a, a jar like, and I think I'm probably gonna do the same thing. I'm just gonna cut a couple of pound in there, whatever, and that money is purely going to be gig money. Some of you are going to call me on this now. I'm going to go, pictures of it didn't happen. I'm going to have to do this. I don't have to put a picture up. I probably will. Fuck you. Because I'm going to do it. So I'm going to put all that money to the side. And that's gig money. So that's money to go or buy a gig ticket. And the rule, because it's all about fucking having a rule to follow. The rule is it can only be for an unsigned band. It's not to pay off your fucking Metallica tickets. It's not to pay off your whatever tickets. It's to pay off a band you haven't seen. Bonus points if it's a band you haven't seen before. You should always do that. But yeah, I'm going to start setting up. Fuck it. You know, this is how we're going to support it. We will get to the end of this. We will come through. We will come through. And hopefully we've learned our lessons. I'd be at home studio like I had to learn my lessons and kind of get the kick up the arse with that. If it should be playing more, we should have a fucking explosion of fucking quality riffs and everybody's playing should fucking go right up three months in the woodshed fucking right so that's what we're looking for let's set that up let's call it a gig jar fuck it that's what i call hashtag gig jar there you go um i'll start that off and it'll probably go nowhere but there you go thanks for listening once again and some point we will we will at some point i will see you at the show